Exploring the healing and culture building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Hey, 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 we're on the air. We're here, yay! With love and justice for all, and all means all. And all, and all, and all means all. Hello, I am Reverend Ogan Holder. This is, you want to introduce yourself? Go ahead. I'm, I'm Reverend Kelly Isola. There, there you go. We, we are, we are, we have a plan, but a lot of this is going to be on the fly. <laughs> that's the plan. That's the, that's plan. the plan. On the fly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We are here. We are here to have conversations around embodied anti-racism, about dismantling oppression, all the special challenges that arise as spiritual seekers. And you are welcome to join our conversation. Let's get this right off the bat. You can call in 816-251-3555. Or you can message us on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, go to Project Sanctus, or, 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 or handle is Get Our Holy On. Why do we have that handle? Because we are the co-founders of Project Sanctus. We're here to create a safe, brave space for us to together discover and live our holiest selves. And our tagline is... Let's get our holy on. Let's get our holy on. So we're here to do that. Um, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy to be here back on Uni Online Radio and and streaming this live. And of course, there's going to be you know podcasts you can subscribe to on all your platforms and so on and so forth. So so um, you know to give you just a little sense of what we have coming down the road in the future and what you're going to listen to, and then we're going to jump into what we have for you today. Again, all sorts of conversations about all sorts of things related to anti-racism, more specifically embodied anti-racism. I'm going to tell you a little more about what that means in a bit. And and this, again, what comes up for us as spiritual seekers. We're going to do some current events. We're going to be hitting the headlines and, and, and show you what's going on in the world as it relates to this. Um, it so happens I write a column in Unity Magazine called Love and Justice for All. Kelly also writes the, what do you write again? The, the, the classic and contemporary column as well uh so so a lot of these things are going to be interwoven in those columns and and we get some fascinating feedback from readers which we will bring to the show i like Uh, i like i like your choice that fascinating it's fascinating right because you know um um someone i did a guest talk somewhere and one of the congregants of the church emailed me with a question and I emailed him back and he said, you know, kind of said, thanks for the answer. Very insightful. And then he goes, you're a very interesting person. (laughs) And I wrote back to him and says, you know what? That is the highest compliment. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I I do not want to be anything else, but interesting. If I got you thinking, if I got you thinking. That's right. And we're we're absolutely going to do that. We'll probably even annoy you. Oh, oh buttons way. will be pushed. <laughs> wait to wait to hear some of the feedback I got from some of the articles I wrote. Buttons yes, will be will be pushed. Yes, yes. And this is um, you know, it's really our calling, you know, for lack yes, of a better word. Like it's even to be back on Unity Online Radio because you and I were part of when it first started. Oh yeah. We both, we both had shows at the very, very beginning, which is I don't even know how long ago. Way back, in, way back in the way back, that was like two thousand. Yes. I want to say like nine or it, ten, or, and no earlier, earlier, like, two thousand. Yeah, maybe? at least at least eight. I mean, oh, I there. yeah, and and the show I was doing then, and I so I had a show for for several bunch of years, and then um and then shifted had a different show, but the one I started with was a world that works for all. And oh. so, so kind of coming in some coming ways, full circle. Yes. But now yeah. even more. Yeah. More I started on- with a spiritual parenting show with my late wife, Jennifer, and then I did unity happy hour. So for me, it's not so much a circle as it is a trapezoid. Got me here. <laughs> I'll go with polygon. <laughs> polygon. Sure. Let's, let's go with yeah. that. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Here we go. A dodecahedron. Oh, yeah. if I knew what that was, I'd agree. But I'm going to take your word for it. I'm I'm, I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> Remember those um, dice in uh in um um oh never mind. Keep going. Like Dungeons and Dragons. Or there something? you go. Dungeons. There, yes. There, yeah. there you go. Yeah. By the way, 
both big nerds here. So you get, you're going to get some nerdish, you're going to yeah. get some nerdology float in here. We're also going to interview people from once, uh, from time to time, some really special guests who are on this journey of, of anti-racism with us. For example, next week, we're very excited to be interviewing the interim CEO of Poetry for Personal Power. Her name is Sherry Hall, and uh, the, that organization is actually doing a retreat coming up um, at Unity Village in a couple of weekends, Rite of Joy. And it's really around that intersection of, of art and creativity and anti-racism and equality and it's it's going to be a fabulous interview so she's going to be on the program next week we're lining up some other folks we are very excited to be here so what we thought we'd do for today is let you know a little bit more about how we got here right so it stands to it stands to assume that most of the people there are two groups of people listening right now okay they are um, our closest friends and family because you know they they just listen and tune into whatever we do because they love Cause us. Because we're, we're fabulous, yeah. That 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 too. Um, and they're also probably the people who you know just have like Unity online radio streaming all day long. Um, and those people might not know as much about us. <laughs> so I think we're starting with a little bit of who we are, how we got to this point, this place, and then we'll see how it unfolds from there. Remember the plan? There is no plan. Right. Um, <laughs> Flexible. At Flexibility. At least for today's, today's episodes. Uh, no, we'll tell you, uh, we're going to also go into some other really fun stuff we have going on that you can be a part of to participate in this journey with us. So let's get going. I, I give you the floor, Reverend Kelly. Who are you and how did you get here? Um, I ask myself every single day. Oh, oh and most importantly, question. why are you here? Not here well, on the radio with me. We know why you're here on the radio with me. But, yes. but why here around this issue and what got you here and all that? Go. What, right. So what got me here, so why I'm here is because I believe that every, um, that all life has a right to um, to safety, dignity, and a sense of belonging. And that those um really, uh, especially the belonging one just packs a whole lot in it. Um, what I've, and so my journey has been, um, you know, the safety and the dignity, um, and the belonging are sort of these three, three, they're bigger than values. They're just, uh, they're, they're, they each, each, like, I even hate using legs of a stool, but I don't have a good metaphor at the moment, but they all, um, are, provide us, for you know, living a life that is love and justice, and by justice, what I mean is, I I don't use the word justice so much as a way to, um, you know, uh, sometimes it's used in terms of like retribution or punishment, or if you do this, then this happens. You know, there's accountability that sometimes I think gets confused with justice. I use the word justice. Justice means well-being. So how, how is our well-being, me individually and also collectively? So how, so that's, so my why, like why I'm sucking air, why I'm here is so that each and every person and uh, individuals and as collectively has a sense of safety, of dignity and belonging so that we can heal, so we can get our holy on, we can live our most noble self. Um, it doesn't mean it's not messy or bloody, or it doesn't mean that there isn't conflict along the way. And um, if we are to really have the world that we want, which I'm not a fan, I don't believe the world we want is just this homeostasis, very quiet, calm, peaceful, but where we thrive, where everyone has those, the, the safety, the dignity and belonging. So my journey that got me where we are right now here on on this and and around this topic has been a long time coming. Um, I was I was I'm I moved through the world mainly as a white body, <clears throat> um, and so that's my worldview and that's the um, you know how I see. I was socialized. We're all socialized in this white body supremacy culture, but I am a white body, so that's the only way I can look at the world. I was. Um, you know, spent time living overseas in a couple different places that seriously opened up my worldview to be able to see other worldviews, but always knowing that there was, um, that something was amiss, something was not okay, something was, 
you know, there was, there was always, you know, everyone has wounds, everyone has trauma. So it's a really long story that'll unfold as we go along. You know, I never, I can tell you, I never imagined having Reverend in front of my name. That much I can tell you. Ditto. Yes. I think, I think, I think those are the people that make the best reverence actually. Well, I believe, yes, I'll take that. That's yep. That works. You're welcome. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. So, so so the last for a while now, part of my, I don't, as a minister, I'm not in a church. I work with churches and faith-based organizations around the country. And some of that work has been in the, in the, the area of racial justice has been in the area of, you know, equanimity and, um, um, and healing and conflict transformation. And then the last couple of years has really ramped up and laser focused me in, you know, much more specifically in the world of racial justice and, and uh, liberation, even like, you know, bringing that forward and gathering what I refer to as gathering my own, meaning gathering other white folks, because we have a lot of work to do. We have uh, that's an understatement of the decade of the four last 400 years understatement uh, that we have work to do. We, um, we have this internalized supremacy that needs to be dismantled and healed and, and reconstruct a, um, a culture of caretaking, a culture of anti-racism. And, and to be clear that, 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 that culture of the white supremacy it exists everywhere. There is yes. no place that is currently immune from it, not even our spiritual communities. And Especially. I think we were easing into this. I thought, we weren't, pu- I thought nope. we weren't pushing buttons till the second half. Oh, oops. Isn't, oops. isn't that in the script somewhere? No, we don't have the script. I forgot. Remember, um, flexible. On the fly. Right. So, so yes, yes especially in our spiritual communities. And I don't mean spiritual communities just as in, as in unity. I'm talking about everywhere. In fact, uh, one of the things we'll tell you about later is a, is a, is a book we're studying um, called Radical Dharma. The whole, the whole premise of the book is how this has showed up in, in, in Buddhist sanghas, Buddhist communities, um, and, and addressing that as well. So, so no one's immune to it. And, and the only way to address it is by acknowledging it, having conversations around it, doing our first, our own personal healing work, then community healing work, and then build it as we go and realize that we're not going to get it perfect the first time. There will be, you know, three steps forward, one step back, four steps forward, two steps back. There will be some stumbling along the way. Like you said, it will be messy. Um, What else did you say? Not without confrontation not without not without not conflict without, not without conflict yeah um and as an introvert i wouldn't mind a world that's just peaceful and quiet but you know hey i'm actually i'm actually fairly introvertish myself so you know um, if that's what I it just, takes and that's what it takes so conflict is creative energy looking for an ex- expression you know what i wish my Type nine Enneagram self had knew that years ago. This would have made this journey a lot easier. Thanks for thanks for that rewording. I'm gonna take that. Note to self. Note to self. Yep. Yep. Oh yep. my goodness. Uh, any more you want to share before before? No. Go you on? go. That's you it, go. That's it for now. So so I think one of the things we have in common um, in your story, we got a lot of things in common. But one of the things that jumped out at me was that global worldview. Um, I'm I'm an immigrant. You know, as I said in Hamilton, immigrants, we get the job done. Um, I'm an immigrant from Barbados. I, I grew, was born and grew up in Barbados, a tiny Caribbean island for 19, 20 years. Okay, don't worry. The accent's going to come and go in various degrees, depending on what we're talking about, depending on how far up I get. And heaven forbid somebody from Barbados calls, oh, then it's over. I was actually, <laughs> I, I was talking to somebody from Barbados on the phone the other night. And my girlfriend was like, whoa, happened. <laughs> so, so, but, but that informed my view in a very different way. Why? Yes, we are a British colony. We are independent, uh, been an independent my entire lifetime, but, but the long reach of colonialization, which is, you know, I like to call col- colonialization just another word for global racism, right? Uh, but there's, there's much more to it. It's about, it's about occupancy, occupancy. It's about, violent um you know yeah just racism generally anyways that that has a long reach and even though i grew up in a country where like 90 plus percent of the people are
are black like me. Um, the the government leaders are black. Uh, people, uh, policemen, teachers, uh, clergy, all of the people I saw in positions of power of anything were, again, almost all black. So I didn't I didn't grow up in this environment here in the U.S. where um, where generations upon generations of people of color do not see themselves represented. Okay. So I didn't, so I didn't have that framework in me, but Harry come to the United States for college and I'm experiencing um, racism for the first time. I'm experiencing discrimination for the first time. And you want to hear a funny story. (laughs) It's, it's not funny, funny. It's like funny, sad, funny was that the first time I realized I was experiencing discrimination. It, uh, you know, I'm in a shopping mall freshman year and I, it, it dawns upon me after being in this particular clothing store for like 10 minutes. Um, not only have I not been helped, but the very scowly faced white woman who's working at the store has not taken her eyes off me the entire time. Now it doesn't register in me, right? Because this is not my, this is not my usual experience. This is not a thing I've been conditioned to look out for. So I'm just minding my own business. It doesn't occur to me, you know, and other people are coming in and she's saying, how can I help you? And it doesn't occur to me to laugh and walk into my car that those people didn't look like me and I didn't mm. get the same treatment that, they got and all of a sudden this light bulb goes off in my now i'm 19 years old okay it's winter i'm like you know quote unquote fresh off the boat and it occurs to me as i'm walking to my car oh my god that's i i was just like i was like racially profiled i was discriminated against this is the thing they were talking about I am one of the people. I belong. <laughs> and I actually got excited for a minute, right? There was oh, a sense of inclusiveness oh gosh. Uh, with, with other people of color that, that I wasn't really feeling before because I, I was like feeling like a fish out of water, yeah. um, being, being a stranger in the strange land. So suddenly there's this feeling of belongingness and I'm like excited. And then about 15 seconds later, I was like, wait, wait a minute. That's not the thing to get excited about. I that's not, why, and that's not belonging. And and thank you. It's also not belonging. <laughs> that's why I was to ni- point that out. <laughs> I was nineteen. I didn't know then what I knew now. I'm yes, just saying that yes. was that was that was a feeling. It was more of a feeling of association uh, yeah. or something, right? But anyways, so 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 yeah, that was. Yeah. So we we kind of have that in informed worldview and i and i forgot who said it you'll remind me that you know this idea of if you really want to change your perspective on life go travel go see how the rest of the world lives go pick up some other ideas from other places get out of the bubble um so yeah so fast forward you know i I was a music therapist for a while and then you know heard that quote unquote call to ministry, which I did my best to ignore. Yeah, uh, I tried not to answer the phone either. For for some time. Had yeah. my had my had my own Jonah and the whale experience yeah. uh that that literally almost took my life. It was it was it was fascinating. That's another story for another time. But um and I did and I did my stint in church ministry as well for the last ten years and and um then this little thing called the pandemic happened. And what the pandemic, which you've, which you always call a disruptor, and I always follow with, it's also an accelerator, um, got me to realize that um, church ministry, not mine to do right now for a whole host of different reasons, but one of them was particularly around this issue of anti-racism and realizing that, that there was more work for me to do here in this, in this venue, in this format um, and church ministry, not that it can't be done there. It's pretty clear. It wasn't mine to do there. So, so, you know, long story short, you and I, bit we're talking and, and, and we founded project Sanctus. Um, and, 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 and all we do is, uh, has that undercurrent is, is centered around that. It's, it's not exclusively all that, but, but it right. it's that's that's sort of the what 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 do we want to say is that the, that's the gas in the tank that makes the car that makes the car go kind of pretty much pretty much and it and it, you know it's um what what we get to to learn and what we get to talk about is is 
almost invariably whatever topic we're talking about it it invariably is going to find its way back to to racism because it is the you know as i say it's not the shark in the water it is the water so it's hard to find things in life that aren't um somehow in connected and informed and it's not um i think sometimes it gets misunderstood as though um that's like being negative and and for me to if it's gonna you know find it, it it's under that umbrella and we're going to talk about it and we're going to bring it forward it's not a negative thing it's a this right. is how you deconstruct it you know yeah so 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 say a little bit more about it's not the shark in the water it is the water sure well the the to say it's the the shark and you know to say it's the shark means that it's 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 its own thing separate from from the water that we're swimming in. So the water that we're in is is our world, is our life, is you know the air we breathe. It's the water we drink. It's largely unconscious. It's largely unseen, and we we all are swimming in that same ocean. We are all drinking that same water. We're all socialized by the same norms. So it's not the shark, which is like pointing to something like there's bad here. If we fix that, then everything will mm-hmm. be okay. It's not that. It's the water itself. But Reverend um, Kelly, I, I thought I was swimming in an ocean of love. I'm, I'm, I'm so confused. Yeah. <laughs> so we're swimming in an ocean of love if you put it in the ocean. Um, oh, okay. Yes. Right, right. So I had I had a one of my the closest people to me in my life um, would remind me repeatedly that if there was something that, um, that I thought was missing in my world, then I need to put it there. Okay. Um, So it's, so the idea of love is not a feeling it's, you know, it's a, how we're being it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's even beyond, it's not, it's, I mean, it has feelings that go with it, right. That are associated with it. Like, like peace or gratefulness or connectedness or you know, I'm not talking romantic love, but um, the the if it's if I think love is missing, if I think justice is missing, if I think you know equanimity is missing, then it's my responsibility to to make it alive. It's my responsibility to bring it bring it forward, which is a huge ask. So we are like a reverse osmosis machine that takes the nasty <laughs> tap water. And spits out. I'm sorry. Yes. I, I I watched last week tonight with John Oliver, and he had a whole bit uh, about what's 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 in our water and what's in our bodies because of the water, and it makes me want to leave the planet. So yeah, I got but, it. But but you know what though? That's not uh, that's not an untrue thing in some ways. Meaning. No, um, you know, the, like the meditation practice Tonglen, where you breathe in the suffering, you mm-hmm. transform it and then breathe out. Um, that's the practice. And you breathe out love, you breathe out, you know, whatever you're breathing out. That's, that's what, you know, that's part of my practice, my spiritual practice. And in terms of this, the shark in the water, I, I have been like all of us have been drinking the same water. So mm-hmm. I, you know, if I'm going to drink in this water, then I need to, transform it within me i need to you know transmute it and then bring something different forward yes so that's that's my work and so that means decentering my whiteness that means i got to be able to see my own whiteness i got to be willing to step back you know i have to be willing to um you know there's so many things i'm gonna get so ahead of us we have lots of radio shows coming right i'm like we oh, do. don't we... talk about that yet because we're going to talk about this on that date you know it is listen we're we're set in the stage we're set yeah. in the stage so yeah. so it is it is okay it is okay and and uh we don't have to just hear it once i think no if we right. just hear it once we're right. not helping anybody so we'll say it as many times as we need to um and and if you go like they're saying that thing again why do we need to hear it again like like examine that (laughs) right well you're gonna hear it till you get it you're gonna hear it until you're till you know like i need to hear we need to hear it till we get it till we're willing to do something different to uh you know to be hear it till you're so freaking uncomfortable that you you know you're willing to take another step forward for the for all of humanity not stop 
you know, I'm going to stop here and this is what I'm willing to do for humanity at this stopping point. No, no, no. Be in the discomfort and keep going. Um, exactly. Now, this does not mean one doesn't take care of oneself, but self-care yes. is not stopping. <laughs> self-care yeah. is, you know, we take a little break to replenish. We're going to, we're going to talk whole, we got a, we got a whole conversation later about, about rest and restoration and, and, and resistance. So, so there's a part of that and it doesn't mean we shy away uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and break it up. And it, and it doesn't mean to your point about the water, it's, it, it is the water you know, we, you know, one of the common things that we've heard many times that we continue to hear uh, from from white body folks is, you know, I've never been racist. I am not racist. I marched with so and so back in the day. I've done this. And, you know, so. Yeah, so, the big the big one I hear is my parents didn't raise me, you know, fill in the blank. I'm like, good for yes. you. Yes. My, my parents and? didn't raise me to be self-aware, but that's not the point. Right, right. <laughs> here, here I am nonetheless. I, I, grew up, I grew up in a very diverse city. I grew up in a very, you know, yep. my, my husband is black. I grew up in a diverse fa you know, family, a city, right. my school. Like, the, that's all what they call credentialing. Doesn't mean, a, a, exactly. doesn't mean much. And to be clear, because one did not engage in an overtly, I can check the box, that was racist or said a thing. You're listening to With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Uh, uh, all right, we're back. We're back. We didn't even know we left. So <laughs> we was just talking and talking and talking. And then, it won't be the last time, I'm sure. You know, not paying attention. And then next thing you know, it's like, hey, you guys are on break. Why are you still talking? We were like, what? So we get, the, this is the first time, what do you call it? The first time, not jitters, this is the, the, what do you call it? Getting the, working the kinks out. Yes. Ooh, there you go. Working, yep. working, working, working out. By the way, by the way, you know, that's a whole black hair thing, right? Working the kinks out. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's what I knew. Yep. There, there you go. See, so <laughs> this is what we're talking about, right? All, this is an example of the lens through which we see the world that we don't even realize is, is the lens. And, and, you know, Kelly spoke to, Kelly spoke to the uh, um, the white body experience of having to do work, and, and us as black bodies, we we have our work to do because this this system exists. Because on some level, we all participate in it. We're all mm -hmm. we're all upholding it. Mm -hmm. um, part of part of the work for uh, people of color or bodies of culture, uh, BIPOC folk. Um, part of our work is is to examine a lot of those internalized um, racisms that we have that we've bought into and believed about ourselves and continued to perpetuate, including a lot of sayings like, like that one, right? Which, and, and as conscious as I am about trying not to use them, there's so much embedded in part of who I am and in the, in the common vernacular, you know, and again, this is not, I mean, this is not particular to, to black folk. They're all, there, there, there are many euphemisms that are very racist in nature for all different ethnic groups so yes. let's 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 put that on our uh upcoming shows these these um idioms and aphorisms and things that we we use that we don't even know what we're really saying oh that's a good one i'm making a note right now yeah. idioms aphorisms i can spell afro aphrodite afro <laughs> Close enough. Yep. You when know you what say, I mean. When you say you know what we're talking about. <laughs> Sayings. Yeah. Why didn't you lead with that? Because <laughs> you said at the very beginning we're nerds. Okay. Yes. So I'm a racial justice nerd too. I, um, I was I was more like sci-fi nerd, not vocabulary yeah. nerd, but that'll work. That'll work. All right. So. But that's, yeah, working the kinks out. So for those of you that don't, may not actually get what that is. So Ogan, you know, is talking about his hair, you know, uh, uh, a black person's hair working the kinks out because it it you know to to um i got this go ahead to, to be accepted be in culture you got to have white people hair right or natural curly hair there was a period of time because it was not acceptable in the white culture in order for us to as people of color feel like we could be accepted we did all sorts of bizarre things to get that natural curliness, the kink out of our hair, 
Or to make it straight. To make it straight, right? That's what I mean. So whether it was hot combs, chemicals, all sorts of things, wigs to cover it up. And again, again, let's be clear how a person chooses to wear their hair is none of my business. It's really around the why. It's really about what's what's motivating that choice. Um, so that term in that term working the kinks out is what that's all about. And and it's become part of again our lex our lexicon, which when you think about it, what does it mean? Fix the mistakes. Right? Mm-hmm. So Yep. What is it saying that me having naturally curly hair is a mistake? No, of course it's not. But this is what we're talking about when we talk about it's the water uh, yeah. that, we're, that we're in. Yeah. And, and uh, like, I don't want to move past that idea of it's wrong too quickly. Because um, what, uh, it, what, it's, what it's lending itself to very beautifully, sadly, is the idea of intent and impact. Mm. Right. The minute someone learns that, you know, working the kinks out and what that actually where that comes from and what that means. And then learning that what you're really saying is, you know, how we've used that term forever is like you're unraveling the cord to something or, you know, in a relationship or working the kinks out, you know, however, however, whatever the context you're using it, but knowing where it comes from. And what you're really saying is that this is wrong is you're saying that this black body is wrong, yeah. that this black body is a mistake. And, and as soon as someone learns that, you know, uh, m- more often than not, the next thing you hear, well, that's not what I meant. Or, right? that- or I wasn't saying it to anybody yes. of color. I was just, I was talking about, you know, a, a, a knot in the yarn in my knitting kit. Yes, Right. Yeah, I'm 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 looking at my cat and I have this, you know, I'm doing my knitting and my ball of yarn is a mess. And I look down at my dog and, you know, and I just say it. Yeah, it's a consciousness. It's a consciousness. And it's point. And then, of course, comes the well, that's not what I meant. Of course, that's not what I meant. And I would never intend that. So here's the really big thing that you'll hear us over and over talk about is intent and impact. Good for you. That wasn't your intention. Now what I need you to pay attention to is the impact, the impact of what you say, because it carries forward regardless of who's in the conversation and who's hearing you say these things. The impact is you are perpetuating that the black body is wrong, whether you want to, you know, call that in and, and own that or not is up to you, but that's what we're doing. And a great example of the, the, the internalized, racism of it was i was the one who said it yes <laughs> right so for once it. for once it wasn't me <laughs> for once it wasn't you <laughs> what was the, what was the thing you said in the conference last we were doing a conference oh, last week oh, oh yes we were yeah, facilitating so we, a session at a conference last week you tell the story you go yeah and i um and it, you know it's this huge ginormous topic and you have like a minute and a half you know or i mean it wasn't that drastic but it was you know you know you have time to not even get to the tip of the iceberg you know it's less than the tip of the iceberg. And so I said, I go, you know, we just really just gave you a drive by on this topic of blah, blah, blah. And it, the words are still hanging in a word bubble. And I hear myself and Ogan says, uh, you might want to use a different phrase. That's a triggering term for some of us. Yes. And I went, oh, holy crap. There's yeah. my whiteness. Um, and it just it it's that's how that's how it is right I have to be willing to and then say to Ogan yes you're right my apologies and thank you for calling me in I you know that's how you decenter whiteness is own it yes yes so I don't know if you're uncomfortable yet but this is only (laughs) show number one (laughs) we we were if not we can work on it we, oh, we, 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 we will be, we will be because, yeah. because that, that, that whiteness is very present in, again, spiritual communities. So, you know, there's, there's that saying that's been around for a long time. Sunday morning is part of, probably the most, uh, you know, segregated part of the American experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even, even, uh, what do you call it? Uh, new thought, more quote unquote spiritual, less religious communities um, that established themselves with the intention of being very open and welcoming to all are very unconsciously centered around whiteness. 
and mm-hmm. and the wet experience. Um, so so we have to have a conversation around what that looks like. How do we change that? Are we willing to change that? Right. Um, in order to truly create an uh, an experience that is inviting and 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 welcoming. Um, I think I think I actually have an article in Uni Magazine coming up around that very 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 topic. Um, it might it might be the November December issue. I don't know. We write these things so far ahead that I forget what I write. <laughs> I know we just did. We just finished writing for Lent a couple months ago. <laughs> for for Lent. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. Edited. Wait. Oh, sorry, my brain. I know. <laughs> Lent's <laughs> leading up to Easter. Yes, that's we correct. haven't we haven't gotten to Chris. We haven't even got a Thanksgiving yet. That's correct. Oh, a minister's. This is what I always say. Ministers, we time, we do some time traveling, man. This is our thing. We're always got to, got to think ahead of, of what's going on. Um, so I think we got about like maybe 10 minutes, a little over 10 minutes left. I'm not, I should know exactly yeah. when, when things end. Um, you want to, you want to talk about some of the other things that Project Sanctus does that we can invite people into. And then whenever that's done, we'll just figure out what to do after that again. Sure. Well, so go to projectsanctus.com, which is project, B-R-O-J-E-C-T, sanctus, S-A-N-C-T-U-S.com. And sanctus is Latin for holy. And we, so that's what, um, what our endeavor is, is and, called. And, and project, because we are work in progress. Yes, we are. There's, there's no end point. There's no <laughs> end point to. I'm met- under construction. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> There's no end point to demonstrating our holiness and, and discovering the fullness of ourselves. And that's what we mean by yeah. holy, not not in the purest religious, you know, biblical sense, but no. but but the but the most divine aspect yeah. of who we are. Or I like to say my most noble self. My most noble self, the 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 yeah. the, the most authentic of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you strip away all the all the wounds, all the fears, all the all the all the ick all the mess and whatever's left, that's probably it. <laughs> right. Well, it's the work of, um, you know, you'll hear us say over and over about our embodied, you know, healing our trauma individually mm-hmm. and collectively. And trauma is another word for wound. Yes. Um, and so we have wounds that are huge. We have wounds that are small, but everybody, every single person is traumatized by racism. If you're a body of culture, you're the, the trauma, you know, largely shows up as internalized oppression. If you're a white body, the, the trauma shows up as internalized supremacy. So, so we, as a white body, not even knowing when I'm demonstrating the supremacy, again, it's not a picking on people. It's not a, you know, even like the word racist, I'm not calling a person a racist, yet I say something racist, like the comment at conference, I, mm-hmm. um, I can think a racist thought doesn't mean I am a racist, we have to learn to, to take some of the um, out of the word racist, take the, um, the it's not a, a derogatory the sting, the accusation, term. right? Yes, to, yes, yeah. yes, yeah, this, yeah. it's it is what it is. And so at Project Sanctus, we are our work is, you know, envisioning this world of um, love, love and justice, justice. For, all, for all and creating this, this brave online space, um, healing our misguided ideas of who and what we are, and as well as what we think the world is and what it can be, you know. Yep. So, so two, 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 we, we do a bunch of things, but two spaces mm-hmm. specifically around that are one, we have, we have a book club, it's called the 846 book club and, and 846, um, we, we named it that in honor of, uh, George Floyd. That was the, that was the initial time that was, that we heard was how long he was being suffocated and murdered by the police officer whose name I won't mention. Uh, so, so, um, we named it, we named it after that because, because again, it wasn't that that the news of videos of recordings of stories of these sort of things weren't happening. That particular one, as we all know, really sort of was a cultural shifting point, I think, because we were able to see pretty much the entire eight minutes and 46 seconds, which we now know was a little bit longer. <clears throat> so so we named the book club after that. We got to see a lynching. 
we got to see a modern day engine. Yes. Thank you. Um, and right now we're studying a book that I mentioned earlier called Radical Dharma, which which is written by three uh, three Buddhists, uh, Buddhist teachers. Uh, they're teachers of color. Uh, two of them are queer, and they they speak about liberation coming from love, but they also speak to the issues of racism within the spiritual communities within their sanghas, and and we can we can extrapolate that to pretty much all spiritual communities. Um, right. So, so that, that book club happens Tuesday nights. It's happening tonight. If you're listening live, uh, Tuesday night at seven 30, um, you, you can jump in at any point in time. You haven't even have to have read the book. There'll be fun discussions. But the other thing we also do is we do these, um, anti-racism, um, uh, affinity groups. And what that means is twice a month, the first Wednesday and the third Wednesday of the month. That means it's happening this week. There's a lot going on. Yes, this week. <laughs> yes. We're busy. We have, first, we have, yeah, we're under construction and we, so is the world. We do a lot of things. Um, so what that means is, uh, so we come together, um, white bodies, bodies of culture, all, and, and we, we engage in some, uh, some discussion around this thing. We have prompts. We refer to you know articles, news events, whatever. We have discussions around this, uh, facilitated by Kelly and myself. On the third Wednesday, so we do these the first and the third Wednesday. The first Wednesday, we all get together. On the third Wednesday, we split into two groups. We split into the white body folk group led by Kelly and the bodies of culture, people of color group led by myself. And we do some discussion on our own. And it's really important that we have the two groups. You want to talk a little bit about why that's important? Why? Well, why it's so important. And I know it sounds counterintuitive for many people. And I just had this conversation last week in a seminary class is um is because we each have different work to do yeah we have um you know bodies of culture need a place to to do their work to talk about their lived experience to do their healing work without white people hanging around listening because the reality is of our culture if there's a in a group of people if there's white people they're in the position of power that just is it's just how it is right now um, and so bodies of culture need their own space um, for doing their work, doing their healing um, and, you know, their lived experience. And then the same is true for white bodies. So white bodies carry the trauma of racism in different ways. And and it's also becomes a place to to work through, you know, the white the white fragility. Right. And the white yeah. guilt rather than being with bodies of culture and blowing that pain through them. So being or, in a, or, or asking us to do the work to help them out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. God. Yes. We've, you know, 400 years of having, you know, uh, bodies of culture, black bodies do the labor for us. That's yes. Yeah. So so it's important to to do the work separately. And for some people, that's it's a. It's a challenge to to understand that, to go with that, to, you know, well, we need to do this work together. But there's no unity in that. There's no oneness in that. Uh, there's always oneness in consciousness. Okay. No more. I'm, I'm done playing devil's advocate. <laughs> Did that not go? Was I supposed I, I, to say I thought, something else? Well, I know. I thought we were, we were going to go back and forth a little bit more. But that's fine. I mean. So, you, well, you know, I'm looking at the clock. Sorry. Oh, that's right. We have. We are. In, we got a time thing. <laughs> This is not like, a, oh, so here's the other third thing where you can check us out, because the third thing is when we don't have any time constraints, constraints, which is uh, every week we do an Instagram live right now. It's, uh, we do in Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern time. We do an Instagram live every month. We have a theme. Uh, this month theme is on um, abundance and, and generosity. And, and, and we talk about uh, these issues. We always weave in this, this anti-racism um, um, theme idea work around whatever we're talking around. Um, so, so that's another place you can check us out as well. Instagram at get our holy on um, as well. Um, so, so those are, those are the three big things that, that I'd recommend that you check us out when you go to projectsanctus.com um, and, and join us, get uncomfortable with us um in in this work um in the last few minutes that we have um can you say a little about the term embodied 
anti-racism because there's racism, there's anti-racism, but then there's embodied anti-racism. And I, and, and since that's sort of the crux of what we're talking about here and the work we do, um, define that a little bit for folks. You'll, you'll hear it a lot. Let's explain it. Yeah. So embodied is, so there's a, a very, you know, uh, literal thing about that embodied meaning in the body, right? So in doing our healing work, it's, um, listening to the body, right? Rather where we live is largely in our head, you know, this, the neocortex and the narrative and the meaning, you know, just all the thoughts we have about it and explaining and, uh, you know, that hamster wheel. Um, And so embodied means stopping that and whatever the discomfort is, whatever the, um, you know, where you've kind of gotten jolted a little bit is pausing. And where is that in my body? like pausing and literally going into the body. Where do I feel it? Where is it really, you know, alive? Is it in my gut? Is it in my chest? Is it in my, my knees or my back or like, and then, and there's practices for this, right? Yes. Um, and, and not doing it all alone necessarily, but um, so embodied is literally being with the trauma, the wound, the the suffering in the body, and not so much at this, the narrative, the story is less important. And then embodied moves out from that. So somatic, meaning the physical body, but also the, the mental, the emotional body, the, the body of the community. Um, so that as I'm embodying my own trauma and healing it, and listening to because that's where trauma lives is the central nervous system. So if I listen to that and, and, and again, it's a practice and I, I have to every day, multiple times a day, I have to pause and, okay, you know, um, what's alive, what does it feel like? How intense is it? What's the images that come to mind? What's the, you know, there are certainly thoughts and I have to keep bringing myself back into the body itself. And what is it, you know, and, and allowing the pain it's not even about getting comfortable with discomfort. It's just being uncomfortable and, and, and building a resiliency so that we can hold each other's trauma. We can hold each other's, you know, woundedness. So that's what we're going to be here talking about, helping us to facilitate these discussions, build our resiliency around this dismantle and racism and while we're at it, let's dismantle the patriarchy as well, because why not? Um, yes, so, please. <laughs> so all of that. Hey, hey, we we did it. We we Yay! completed our first episode. Uh, you know, I think it went pretty smooth um, for having no plan. I think I think it was great. <laughs> we had kind of had a plan. We had the shreds of a plan. We had we, the, did. we had the we, did. we had yes. the framework, and we just put some stuff on it. So again, projectsanctus.com. You can email us Ogun or Kelly at projectsanctus.com got any questions if you got any feedback again you can always call in during the show um and share your thoughts with us the number is 816-251-3555 and again looking forward next week to our first guest sherry hall the interim ceo of poetry for personal power as we talk about like reclaiming black joy and all sorts of good stuff like that so um i think that's it for today I don't know. Well, we're not over yet. Oh, we're going to 59. Oh, we have, we got more time. Oh my gosh. We have more time. We, sh- we should have reviewed the notes on the timing. Oh, why would we want to do that? This. That uh, would mean we were organized. That would mean we were, we were organized. I'm sorry. Right. I thought we were going off a of five up. So, Hey, we got, we got four minutes to like talk about stuff. Yeah. So what was, um, so let's come back to then. Uh, so I'm going to throw, we got a few minutes. So yep. I want to throw out the word uh, diversity. Oh, so there's, there's two words that, that get used a lot in this work and diversity but, and inclusivity. But I love me some diversity. Um, yeah, we, we do. We do we, love the word diversity. Yeah. Um, so, so <laughs> should I drop the little bomb on that one in here now? You Um, you do all the bomb dropping. You do all the bomb dropping. Since we're almost done. So here's the challenge for you this week and every week and every day is when we talk about diversity, what we're saying, here's that intent and impact thing. What we're Mm -hmm. unconsciously saying is that there is a standard um, that we are diversifying from. Mm. Right. So that diversity is. So I'm bringing something forward to diversify from. Yeah. Um, And we never say from what. Yeah. What's the thing we're bringing forward? What's the thing we're bringing forward? 
what's the thing we're bringing forward is that we're saying diversifying from the norm, which is the white body, the whiteness, the whiteness. We're diversifying from what, but we don't, um, but we never say that. We never talk about that. So it's not, you know, if we're going to talk about diversity, if we're going to use the word diversity, then let's be clear what we're saying. And, and to be clear, to be clear, we're not saying whiteness is wrong. What we're saying is it's not the standard. It's been the standard. It's been established as a standard. We need to destandardize it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. And, 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 and this is what, this is when we use the phrase equanimity. This is what we're speaking about. Um, making, making all other, uh, ethnicities, all other points of view, all of the groups, make them the, make, make it a level playing field. Um, so, so, so when you say diversity up there, we think we know what you mean, but the impact is different on us because, you know, yeah, we, we gotta, we gotta be clear about stuff like that. We're saying we're diversifying from the, from white people being the standard for humanity. I mean, it's in our freaking constitution. I should beginnings of our constitution. I'm I'm just kidding. I did, I did read it. Listen, that's a whole other show. We actually did do an Instagram live last month around the constitution, um, and how it is held up at this as this document of 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 inclusivity, right? All men are created equal, but we were very clear it didn't apply to all men or women or women for that point. And right? what exactly do you mean by equal? So when we said all men, what that was referring to at the time were the white landowners, yeah, who happened to be very much people owners as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was that equal. They, they were, they were the equal. Everybody else was not. Yeah. So, so as uncomfortable as we might get with this, we've, we've got to begin to dig into this stuff. And yeah. again, we're not here calling it wrong. What we're calling it is unfinished, <laughs> incomplete. <you> yes. <laughs> still, still need some work. It's still a work in progress. In progress. It's, it's a project. It's a project. And okay. we've come full circle. <laughs> we have. Yay! Oh, that was fun. It was. That was that was, was love that and was, justice was for all. Love and justice. So uh, we'll see you here again uh, next week. Tell your friends. Run, run. Tell that to your friends, to your family. Uh, come listen. Um, if there's any questions that you've ever had around this topic, any concerns, any I don't know what to say, don't know what to do, we're here for you. Okay, if you want to be anonymous, email us and we'll we'll say anonymous. Let us know you want to be anonymous because because for whatever reason. But there's no question that won't go unanswered here. Thank you, Reverend Kelly. Thank you, Reverend Hogan. This was a lot of fun. Let's get our holy on. Let's get our holy on. I'll see you tonight in book group. Yes. It's a really long day. (laughs) 